welcome to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode 88 for Tuesday, November 23rd, 2020, and it's our Olympus Rally Review Show. And our special guest this week is the overall regional winner in a BMW E36, no less, Dave Clark. So kick back, grab a cold one or a warm one if the weather is chilly in your neck of the woods. This is a virtual rally pub we call the Rallycast. I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and I have to say, it is so good to be back. You know, it's been way too long, and uh, I apologize for that. Uh, We've had some guests lined up in the past, or we had schedule conflicts, and we tried rescheduling and scheduling again, and between my work, their work, and all that stuff, it just didn't work out. Um, And then just kind of the doldrums of all this, you know, being locked down stuff. Yeah, it's been kind of hard, kind of lost, not really lost my interest, but didn't have the oomph for it. Um, but now after having been to an event, all the excitement is back and I'm super jazzed and it was so awesome to be out there and to help talk about the Olympus rally. I've got with us, uh, co-commentators, co-driver Kelsey Stevens of Cooper Auto Works. Welcome Kelsey Stevens. Thank you very much. And we have with us rally photographer, Tedrick Mealy. Welcome Tedrick. Hey. So enthusiastic. (laughs) <laughs> jazz it up man jazz it up i tried to be enthusiastic is that not, not enthusiastic <laughs> enough for tuesday evening <laughs> well uh we'll, we'll have to change that get a drink in your hand and uh maybe things yeah. will change a little bit what i'm hearing is not enough booze that that's what i'm hearing uh, as well i've only gotten one sip of my beer so far Okay, well, we'll have to get those details right after this commercial break. Uh, Shout out to our friends at Melee Design Firm, and happy birthday to uh, Mitch Meadows, who actually just had his birthday the other day. So I want to give a shout out to him. And like I said, we'll be right back after these words from Oz Rally Pro. Five right short over crest into second, small crest 40, full F plus nips. Hi, this is Alex and Rhiannon Gelsomino from Oz Rally Pro, Advanced Rally Training. Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team. Email osrallypro at gmail.com for further details. That there, folks, is the official sound of the start of the Rallycast podcast where it is your virtual rally pub. And I would like to welcome our guest that we talked about earlier, Dave Clark, to the Rallycast podcast. Dave, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. It's good to be on. Well, we're going to start with our beverage roll call here. And uh, what are you having? Well, <laughs> I'm not, this is kind of weird, but I'm not exactly sure. This is uh, an unmarked can at the beginning of the, the uh, pandemic shutdown some some of the local breweries started bottling or canning things from their kegs just to be able to get them to market. Yeah. And early in the process, they made a bunch of mistakes trying to figure it out. So this can is like two thirds of the way full and has no label. So I'm about to find out what I'm going to be drinking here. It's <laughs> brilliant. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Supporting the local breweries though. That's cool stuff. Yeah. I'm, I believe I'm a big this fan. is the Yakima. Yakima Craft Brewery, which is just a little little local place here in town. That's yeah. brilliant. So I, th- I think 
I think it might be a, a pale ale, but I'm not I'm not positive. It's, it's yummy. Excellent, excellent. Well, we also have uh, Kelsey Stevens with Cooper Auto Works, who uh, also a BMW person. In a, uh, she's a co-driver for Cooper Auto Works out there in the Midwest. And I got to ask you, Kelsey, what are you drinking? I'm being an old lady. I'm having hot chocolate with Nutella or Nutello. I don't know. It's some sort of Italian nut flavored liqueur. Ooh, sounds actually rather nice and warm and cozy. Must be cold where you are. Yeah, it's it's totally been raining all day and it's chilly. And of course, we have Tedrick Mealy, our uh, famed photographer, with us as well. What are you enjoying, Tedrick? Uh, I've got an Elysian Bifrost Winter Ale. Well, that's rather fitting with the season, isn't it? That's what I thought. And for myself, I am going with a Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. One of my favorites from Rogue Brewery, also from here in the uh, Pacific Northwest. And I've also got doing a twofer here because a friend of mine from work, um, knowing it was my birthday coming up, uh, dropped off a bottle of a nice McKenna, Henry McKenna 10-year uh, single barrel um, bourbon. So I'm going to sip on that a little bit too. So Ooh. I know, right? Mm, that sounds amazing. Ooh, that's got a really good smell to it. Apparently this this stuff is like, not that expensive, but it's won like these major awards, like this some big like San Francisco uh, bourbon and whiskey like uh, show every year. And in 2019, it won like best whiskey of all whiskeys, including bourbons. And Whoa. yeah, I know, right? And it normally it's like 35, 40 bucks a bottle. And it won beat out everybody. So that's pretty cool. That's yeah, incredible. Right, exactly. You don't normally find that. But because it's this bottle and bond, they call it. I was kind of looking this up because I'm really curious. I've never, never heard of that. Well, it means that each bottle is bonded to a specific barrel. So your f notes and flavors may change depending on the barrel you got. So it might have been the one that won. It happened to be just a really good barrel, right? You just It's hard to know for sure. But um, yeah. Oh, that is delicious, though. Mm-hmm. Vanilla y, just a hint of smoke and uh, a little spice to that. Mm. All right, anyway, enough liquor talk. Um, <laughs> Dave Clark, first of all, I got to ask you has that smile on your face diminished at all over the last week? No, 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 it has not. It's, uh, it's, it's perma, permagrin, I'm afraid. I'm not sure it'll ever go away. <laughs> well, it's very fitting, but I, you know, your first time on the show, we always like to start with this. How did this all start for you, man? How did you get started in rallying? What was the first rally you saw? Ooh, I saw uh, the first rally I saw was Doo-Wop Rally. I think I, that would have been 2009, I think. Yeah, 2009 Doo-Wop Rally. I got started. It was uh, sort of a promise I made to myself to, you know, when you're when you're not that smart getting through dental school is pretty hard. And I always like to keep myself motivated. Like one day you're going to race, you're going to race a car, Dave, stick with it. And, uh, I think it was Adam crane mm -hmm. who said, Hey, listen, if you're interested in racing cars, let me talk to you about rally. And, uh, yeah, I went out just kind of by myself to watch the rally, got connected with some cool folks. And then, yeah, it's been downhill ever since. What was your first rally then? And what was that experience like? Yeah, it was awesome. Actually, that's that was that's what made it all the worse. Is the first rally I went to it was just <laughs> just a blast. It was perfect. I mean, I I had this old uh, 1980 Toyota Celica that uh, was a you know 
the rally taxi, old rally car down in Southern California. I bought it for a song, you know, for, for my, my co-driver was just trying to get me through the event, but we had a lot of fun and ended up, so the first event for me was, I think the 2010 doo-wop rally. And, uh, yeah, we did all right. I think, I think, uh, we forget how I placed, you know, to be honest, it doesn't matter, but I just remember everybody being so supportive and so welcoming. It was like, this is definitely what I want to be a part of. It was super cool. Well, that's awesome. So, uh, not only did you, you know, do pretty well, you know, got a good finish, but, uh, it's, it's the people that always, that always makes you stay, isn't it? It, it, That's what really draws you into the sport. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's not that I can draw a lot of comparisons to other motorsports, but I do know it's awesome. Yeah. It's a good community. And then from there you went to the Mercure. Is that right? Or uh, Ford almost, Sierra. Almost. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. No, there was there was a car in between. I went from the 1980 Celica, and then I made the foolish mistake of thinking I should build one or have you know build one myself uh, or have one you know built. And uh, turns out that's kind of an expensive way to get into a rally car. But mm-hmm. you know what you got that way. But yeah, it was a 1985 Toyota Celica uh, GTS, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's that was a good little car, tough little thing. It would finish every event it started, and then from there to the Mercur that I bought from Sean Medcroft, and then that one got uh, Frankenstein with the EcoBoost after a couple of years, a little uh, EcoBoost out of a Focus ST in there, and then yeah, from there to the BMW that was formerly run by the Hints brothers. Yeah, uh, David David Rick Hints and I. It is uh it is kind of trippy cuz I've like those guys were always you know people I really looked up to in the rally community and just you know not just for their pace but just for being cool guys and uh yeah to be in the car you know and then to be performing well it's just kind of a trip and then have other people come up and you know ask me questions and stuff it's like holy cow time flies you know that was like 10 years ago but uh that's kind of neat to see yeah, the, you're ten years now into this. Um, yeah, kind of a, yeah, yeah. A, a ten year anniversary, I guess, season for you. Yeah, I suppose so. I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, it is. So um, I guess we should probably talk a little bit uh, about Olympus. So I, I, one thing that I was thinking is, were you uh, concerned about whether your co driver Jamie could uh, make it down from Canada? Yeah, we were. We were uh, we were talking about that. He he was pretty confident that it was going to be okay. But um, the handy thing was our service guy, or it was uh, Robert Colbertson, who is an accomplished rally co-driver. And you know the thought was, if something goes wrong, we've got uh, Plan B. Robert Colbertson has actually co-driven for me. Uh, he co-drove for me at. Uh, Tour de Forest last year, and and that was a good time. So we thought, okay, one way or the other, I'll have a co-driver. <laughs> so but we were a little nervous that Jamie wouldn't be able to come down. And Jamie's fantastic. So I was, and we've been a team now for a while. So you know how that goes with the co-driver driver relationship. Having him in the co-driver seat just uh, you know adds so much confidence. And when it's hard to see, you know, it's dark and rainy and everything else, that's all the more important. So yeah, worked out great. Let's talk about going out on recce then and uh, knowing what weather was coming in the forecast. Uh, you know these roads pretty well. You've, you know, Doo-Wop uses some of these roads, right, um, as does uh, the Tour de Forest and things like that. 
were there anything when you're out there like, oh, we're gonna have to be extra careful? Well, yeah, there's uh, there's always Cougar Mountain, uh, which of course we didn't end up running because of the the last minute snowfall that made it pretty impassable. But yeah, Recky on that was a that was a trip. I mean, there was some some spots on Cougar Mountain. I'm sure you went up there as well. But uh, yeah, you could see just exposures on either side and with the wind and everything. And, and at one point I was like, man, these clouds are like racing up and over the road, like from down below, that's a, that's pretty wild. And we got closer, we're like, no, that's a, that's a fire. You know, it was a fire on purpose, a little controlled, maybe a slash pile or something. But the thought at the time was, if we go off here, we're first gonna roll through a fire and then roll to our doom. Like this is definitely not a stage, if we run it, that we wanna be pushing to too hard hopefully but at that point my thought was at that point in the rally if we're in a close battle you know uh that's that's too bad for me but i'm not going to risk life and limb you know and, and with with any luck we're we've already kind of you know made some distance but like i say we didn't end up running it so didn't, didn't end up being a factor but i do chicken out on that stuff i have to say when it's something where you know i think i have uh, to disagree with that well <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite photographer yeah. may have evidence here yeah. My wife will listen I, to I, this. I, I, <laughs> I distinctly uh, last year getting a picture of you coming over a blind crest with an exposure on the outside, full sideways, and you're just waving at me like you already knew I was there in full drift, well, one-handed. Oh, well, that's true. That that was That's right. That was a great shot, the, the wave uh, drift. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know what to say about that one. I just, I guess that time I felt like I had it pretty well in hand but yeah you're you got a point i mean <laughs> in dave's defense this year the line was drawn at the fact that the stage was on fire yeah right exactly yeah there you go maybe i have a, a, a phobia of fires he something. has a line know. honestly yeah. yeah yeah a line a line a line i won't cross phobias of of uh, fire and, and maybe uh deep water that's another one that's uh <laughs> seems like it would be unpleasant but i was gonna yeah. say yeah my, my wife is like fire um drowning and uh eaten alive <laughs> like sharks or something, and i didn't know? see any bears so that was you know <laughs> had that going for us oh my so you start this rally it's actually the weather's not too bad to start off with those first couple of stages though they've got a lot of interesting character um i must say that was yeah was it kennedy creek and then to the towers that was quite the climb yeah yeah and and uh and, and pretty rough as i recall to the towers was uh was a little bit the first half was great and then the second half got uh you know i i found myself not quite throwing it as sideways as i like to just trying to keep a little tidier thinking you know the beginning of a rally is not a great time to get flat so but yeah tons of character oh my goodness i love i love those uh link you know tight corners one into the other and you're just keeping your hands busy and uh and once again not building a, a ton of you know speed overall like you know not a lot of 100 mile an hour stretches on those stages pretty pretty tight which i like tedrick you wrecked those stages as well i mean what was your uh, opinion of you know looking for spots that where you get a good view of these guys Oh man, you're making me trying to remember Recky off the top of my head. It's been it's been a couple of weeks. That stuff has to filter filter out as I go through the. You just went through all your pictures. You should know where you took I them. Did. Yeah, I didn't take them 
All right, fair point. Fair point. He was still lost on Cougar Mountain trying to get down. That's it. Oh my god, that I I was so disappointed that that stage got canceled, but I also felt real sketchy coming down the backside. Yeah, yeah, coming down was and and, uh, and I'll say that too. Um, I talked to multiple drivers that said that yeah, when it comes to that one, you'll just see us driving through it, not not racing, driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to take it a little bit careful on that one, but so you know. First, first, uh, you know, loop of stages, you're going to come into the service and you're going to find out you're in the lead already. Was that a little bit of a shocker? Yeah. Yeah, we were, I think, uh, we were trying to keep track of some of the other two-wheel drive guys uh, as we went along. And that first stage, it had been, man, about a year since I had turned a wheel in anger. So that first stage, we weren't real hot out of the gates. And then we just started picking up pace. Yeah, that was definitely a shocker. Definitely. I mean, there's a, there was a lot of carnage, you know, but uh, from some of the other guys, but yeah, that was, that was, it was pretty fun. I mean, it was cool to see that that was uh, the case, but uh, yeah, I I don't know. I was not expecting it for sure. I was thinking, okay, at some point it'd be lovely to claw my way onto uh, some kind of a podium, but to start out that strong was not what I was anticipating at all. So then it was a game of like trying to keep that from, you know, messing with you mentally, just like, right, just do your thing. Keep it going. Don't freak out. Everything's good. So I was going to say, so you've got the overall lead there. Is there anybody that you're, you're watching the two wheel drive guys, but on the overall, you got Parasina, who's known to be pretty wicked quick. And he's in that Ryan Millen AP four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To be honest, I, at, at that point, uh, and for, for, I would say the first day, I really didn't know about the overall situation. I was really only looking at the two wheel drive cars. So that was, oh, really? that was kind of an, yeah, no, I had no, no idea. Um, it wasn't even on my radar. I never thought to be like, oh, let's see how we're doing, uh, overall. And if my co-driver knew, he didn't tell me because he also knows me kind of well. Maybe he just kept that to himself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I was mostly just thinking about the two-wheel drive guys. So it never even uh, never even occurred to me. So the, I think the big thing from there was going into the night stages. The rain just started dumping down. Uh, was that uh, was that an issue for you guys? A lot of drivers had issues with fog, um, not so much outside, but inside the car. Yeah, that, uh, and to be honest, I, I mean, we were competitive going into those night rain stages, but I think when I went back and look at the stage times, I think that's where we really gained, uh, a lot of our time because we had, uh, that car is in many ways pretty stock and the factory defrost is still in there works like a charm we were frying hot just you know hot air blasting on that windshield and uh i mean we didn't have any fog on the inside of the windshield ever which is you know yeah i've been in a lot of rally cars and i was i was pretty shocked in fact i kind of took it for granted and then i would walk up and down you know before starting a stage or something and see people trying to wipe the fog you know from the inside of their windshields or people had rigged up mops on sticks and things or you know just different things to try and be able to see and I was thinking, man, we're lucky. And I think, frankly, that was just having that clear windshield really, really was an advantage. Or, or I guess, 
you know, to say it another way, a huge disadvantage for some of the other guys. I know uh, I was talking with uh, Hooper, you know, and the, uh, the Lexus, and I think he was real disappointed with the fogging and, you know, his lack of pace. He's just, he couldn't see, you know, because I know that as is evidenced by, uh, and not to jump ahead here, but, you know, the next day, mm-hmm. clear weather, you know, very little fog, uh, all of that, and, and I couldn't keep up with him. But I think that, uh, this, you know, the nature of the stages and the fog and all of that helped that night. That seems to be where I where I did well. Being able to see was, was awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk well, about you that mentioned, next day. Because that oh, – well, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no worries. I was just going to say, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, being a local and kind of knowing the roads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, this is just me, I guess, but – I, the Olympus roads, especially that, that, that's kind of true. When I go to events like, um, Pacific forest rally up in uh, Canada or Oregon, Oregon trail is that way, but Olympus, I really struggle to, to kind of get a familiarity. There's some corners where it's like, Oh, this, this corner, or, you know, this stretch of road, but because they make these little subtle changes, it seems mm-hmm. year to year and, and they'll stitch the roads. There's just so many to choose from. They'll say, we'll use a little of this one. I love this one. I never feel like I'm just like, you know, start the stage and I know what's coming. It, does, it feels like I'm a guest at my own rally every year just because there's, there's so much, they're just, you know, so many choices for where they can make the road go. And, but uh, yeah, and that's one of the reasons I love it. It's not one that you just kind of like, I know this road, you know, it's very much a co-driver uh, rally, I think. So you have to definitely listen and, and be on the notes because one yeah. minute you recognize it, next minute you don't. Yeah, yeah, especially when it's raining and foggy outside and and uh, night stages, the co-driver element really, I think, uh, is, is pretty important at this this event especially. Well, so going into that next day, you know, Nawatsel, um, this version of Nawatsel, I don't think I have ever in my life seen Nawatsel the same. In all of the times yeah, yeah. I've I've been there to that rally, I've I myself have been going for about I think eight years up to Olympus, and you know there's always the Nawatsel stage never yep. ever the same there's the full Nawatsel which is like 27 miles or something there's <laughs> yeah. this version yeah. of Nawatsel which was run in reverse from what I'm used to there I mean yeah <laughs> yeah there's always if it runs through that one corner it's Nawatsel right? yes exactly <laughs> you're right there's 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 certain elements that make it Nawatsel but it's kind of freeform it's like it's like a jazz uh rally stage it's just kind of like this <laughs> I love there's it. sort of a there's sort of a structure and then do what you want you know it's like i guess this is the watsel this year yeah totally you're, you're absolutely right mike that's exactly how it is so there's two things in the watsel that i saw as big gotchas um and that was the really rough transitions um going from the mainline roads to some of the connecting roads um mm-hmm. some of those just there's such a huge difference in height of the road i guess it's just it's like a giant speed bump to go over and then that what, what they end up calling Lake Nawatsel, which there is an actual Lake Nawatsel, but this <laughs> water crossing, I've never seen that water crossing that deep and that big in all the yeah. years as well. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I didn't know what to make of that. I was a little freaked out because even just in Recce, I remember coming through there and there was a car that had, I don't know if it hydrolocked, but it was in the middle of this puddle with like water you know, it's so deep, the water was in the floorboards of the vehicle, and they're just sitting in there, you know, waiting for someone to tow them out, and uh, 
yeah i was like yeah let's not um let's not be too aggressive with this one i don't know if we would uh skip across it like a rock or what oregon trail has a you know they're their water crossing yep. that is sort of yeah, more of a known variable, but yeah, this one was so deep and I just had never seen it like that before. When we hit the water crossing, we slowed right on down, went over to one side um, and, and took our time getting through it because at that point I had, I didn't feel like it was worth taking the risk to just blitz through. And frankly, I didn't think anybody was. And then I went back and watched some of the highlight reel stuff and some of those guys yeah, some of those guys really did skip like a rock across that thing. It was pretty impressive to go back and watch. So next time you want to take it faster, is that what I'm hearing? Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes for good uh, photography. But you know, frankly, if you're if you're leading and, and you've got you know time to spare, it's it's a little irresponsible. But yeah, I definitely wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so did you kind of hold back just a little bit? Um, you know, knowing that you kind of had built up this lead, some of the folks that were closest to you had some issues of their own and I kind of dropped back a little bit. So you had a little bit of a buffer there. Yeah, it, it was pretty, there was a lot of, a lot of strategy, a lot of talking, talking in the car about, you know, what we want to do going forward, just with the position we were in and, uh, not wanting to lose what we, we got on the first day to some, you know, something silly, which, <laughs> which I have done. So yeah, we just, we just took it back a notch. It's kind of tough. It's weird, you know, being, being in the car, trying to go eight tenths, uh, because if you back off too much, you know, of course you lose concentration. Your mind can wander if you don't constantly feed it, uh, you know, information, something to do, something to process. Maybe it's just me and my ADD, but you know, if you, if I find if I slow down too much uh, and take it too easy, then, then I can almost make more mistakes because I'm not concentrating as hard. But yeah, we tried to just not take any unnecessary risks on day two. But frankly, you know, we what did Nwatsol three times. Yeah. And the, the first pass, it was definitely, you know, we'd had the chance to give the little pep talk, you know, don't do something stupid. And then the second pass, I thought, all right, you know, the stage is cleaning up here. Let's have a little fun. Let's push, push harder. I don't know that I could have gone much faster on the second pass. We were, we were going pretty good. And then the third pass, it's the last stage of the entire rally. And it just would have been, you know, sort of a poetic tragedy to go out there. So <laughs> once again, uh, rational thought overpowered my desire to, to do anything too crazy. We, we slowed up again for that last pass, but the middle pass, middle pass was a, a pretty strong, effort on my part and then yeah when there there again i go back and look at some of the other stage times and most of the guys that that uh you know there's a lot of guys that i was beating that were certainly a lot faster than me and i think makes me think back to the day before and if we hadn't had all of the rain and the fogging issues and all of that i think it would have been a much closer rally and, and frankly i doubt i would have i doubt i would have won it but uh, that's rally you know there's lots of conditions it can throw at you well, you're 14 quickest, 14th quickest. So, I mean, on that uh, second run. So, I mean, that's considering what what who all was out there. That's that's pretty uh, yeah, substantial. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 all right. Yeah, I, I wasn't disappointed, but uh, yeah, again, I, there's there's certain guys that I look at to kind of know how I'm performing. I'll, I'll look across at some of the competitors whose pace are sort of known quantities to me, and and uh, yeah, I think like for example, Hooper was he was ripping that second day. 
Um, and yeah, a lot of the other two wheel drive guys said it had mechanical issues or different things on day one. It was just like, yeah, that's, that's why those guys are fast. <laughs> they were, they were moving. So it was, that was fun to see and, and, uh, and humbling as well. It's like, you know, you don't have to be the fastest guy to win. You just have to make it to the end without any, anything going wrong. So, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Usually I'm used to hearing driver excuses as to why they weren't fast enough. This is like the first time I've heard driver excuses as to why they won. It's just a little backwards. <laughs> well, it's, well, thank you. It's, it's true though. I, mean, I didn't mean to, I swear. Yeah, it is, it is that way. I, I feel this, this gets a little weird, I guess, but there isn't really, um, you know, I don't know where to, whether to even get into this, but there's driver talent and, and I mean, you got to be there and wait for an opportunity and all that, but rallies always go so crazy. So much can happen. And uh, yeah, it's, it's always felt a little strange to know that there's plenty of other cars that on pace are faster, you know, like, you, but, but, you know, comprehensively across an event you can still win. And that's just been kind of a strange reality to, I guess, racing in general, but it does, I do suffer a little bit from imposter syndrome, you know, sometimes <laughs> when it's like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on, I won that. Like really? Yeah, that was weird. That, that won't happen again. But uh, yeah, it does, it does feel good at the same time to, to have the victory. I just, you know, I don't want to set myself up when we, when we go into the next rally, it's not like I'll be, I'll be uh, expecting another win by any means. I mean, there's a lot that has to line up and I, and I know that. So, yeah. Man, somebody should really humble that Dave Clark. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and, and even, yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, so what was it like then, you know, you, you go through that last stage, uh, the third run of, of Nawatzel and you get through that flying finish you're going through shutdown, right? Yeah. yeah and you're yeah. coming up to that final, you know, stop control. What's that feeling at that moment? Yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. I mean, it had, it had, I was starting to feel pretty good, which you shouldn't do, you know, earlier on. I was like, what? this is going to happen. Like, this is, this is going to be a thing. And, and yeah, but coming into that control when it's like, um, yeah, when you know that it's it's a done deal, you know, I there's always the handout co-driver, you know, handshake and the the you know great rally, good job, thanks, you know. And uh, the the weird thing for me is like, okay, we're not at, we're not back to service yet. True, right? like we're not mm-hmm. we got to transit yet. You got to get the MTC. <laughs> you got to get the MTC. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. And then I was just you know, it's a long drive home. And after the rally, there was the park expose, and then we headed back over the pass back to Eastern Washington. I was just driving by myself with, with my thoughts, you know, there's not uh, radio reception or anything else, just thinking, reprocessing it, you know, which was pretty fun to do. But it just takes a while to kind of to kind of get all that figured out and to kind of yeah process it, I guess. So, yep, I'm 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 pretty excited. I have you know my little. Uh, we have a little family dental practice and uh, all my staff was that first week after getting back was getting really, I think, I mean, they, they were good sports, but eventually they stopped, you know, being as excited about hearing about all the adventures I'd been (laughs) on. I couldn't stop talking about it all week. Random patients, you know, they're fulfilling or whatever. I'm like, Hey, let me tell you about this last weekend. You know, there's 
yeah, showing them pictures and yeah. stuff. And I'm like, that's that's great, but uh, I do I'm here for something else. Yeah, it does. It's, it's like what you do that. What you do last weekend? Yeah, here's what I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. It just yeah, it's hard. I can't once once uh I get excited about something, it's like all I can think about for a while. So there's that that kind of rally I don't know what to call it. But you know, I think most people have that. After a rally, it's like rally hangover slash rally euphoria where it's just uh yeah, every time I go and do it, I just want to go and do it again. It's like when's the next event? So yeah. Yeah, my coworkers are probably really happy that it's all, you know, everyone's work from home and virtual right now, so that I'm not mm. talking in their ear about all this constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I work in a shop with my rally driver, so that works out oh, great for me. There you go. What do you What do you do? What What kind of a shop is that? Um, we just run a BMW specialty repair shop. Oh, very cool! Wow. So right yeah. on. So the customers come by and I'm like, do you want to see our race car? And they're like, no, I really just want an oil change lady. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's got to be helpful for, for uh, yeah, just knowledge about the, the car. I mean, you guys have access to all kinds of good info and, and uh, mechanical skills and stuff with that BMW. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's fun when other BMWs have issues. Calvin's over there trying to fix it. And I'm like, ah, our car, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's rally for you though, right? That's that rally oh, yeah. community thing. That's cool. Oh yeah, Very totally. Cool. He's awesome. Well, and I think we need to make sure we get a proper uh, shout out to the rest of the crew um, that helped you get this win. Because I mean, and and again, just to reiterate, you you not only won the two wheel drive class, you won overall regional in your BMW. That's just phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> it, it's still just amazing to see that and just so exciting. Um, but yeah, tell us about the rest of the crew that kind of, you know, made sure that you got there to the end. Yeah. I mean, our, our, I mean, the, the literal, in the literal sense, Robert Colbertson was, uh, you know, helping, helping crew for the team and he's very knowledgeable about all that stuff and, and, uh, yeah, good guy to have on board. And then we don't really have any formal sponsors um but uh derek nelson uh has helped us uh, with prep for the cars and he spent a lot of time on my bmw and also my dad's bmw and he's he's been uh he's been great with that but uh but yeah honestly mostly my dad shoot he has been so supportive with his time and his resources uh i kind of drug him into rally i started and then he showed up to see what I was doing. I'm like, that looks like fun. So uh, we got him involved. And I think that was the best decision or, or best thing I, I could have done because once he got involved, he has, he has uh, access to, you know, some, uh, he has a, a company that runs heavy equipment and trucks and, and has a, a shop and a bunch of other, and, and just his, you know, uh, yeah, his, his help has been fantastic. So Big shout out to my dad for that. He's been he's been pretty cool since when and it's just fun to go do something that you get to spend time together with. So yeah. I was gonna yeah. I was gonna bring that up is you get to rally with your dad. That's that's pretty wicked cool. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Yep, yep. And then we yeah, I mean it gives uh it gives kind of a new another layer to to the sport for us just because we'll 
know, we'll get together. We've always got like, all right, what's, what do we, what's the plan for the car? You know, what's, what's the next thing? When's the next event? You know, where are we going to stay? And, and uh, yeah, it's a good point of connection there for sure. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lucky thing really that, that we got, we both got into that for sure. And you guys both run uh, E36s, right? We do. Yeah. He started back when I had the Mercur. He he purchased uh, Derek Nelson's M3 uh, that he had built, and uh, Derek Nelson had was was building or had already built his uh, killer BRZ at that point. And so yeah, he started that, and then the Mercur was having some reliability issues with our Frankenstein motor idea. <laughs> it still yeah, it ran hot, it was, didn't it? It, yeah, we, we figured that out. I think we had, we had, uh, this really awesome intercooler that was like, I don't know how many times larger than it needed to be, but it was just blocking a lot of airflow to the radiator. And so, um, yeah, we, I, I think we actually finally got that figured out, but, but there was more to it that the suspension in the back of that thing, you know, with compression, the tires go one way <clears throat> with drop, they go another way. And it was just real squirrely. I remember, my first time after having run the Mercur for so long, being in an E36 and just thinking like, are you kidding? Like cars can be like this. This is, this is awesome. I mean, it's, it's a longer wheelbase to, mm -hmm. than the Mercur and the suspension is just, I think the design is just a lot better because in a, in a drift, in a slide, it's just like a dance partner. It just makes you feel so much more in control. Uh, it, yeah. You want more, it gives you more. If you want to tidy it up, tidy it up. It's just very intuitive. The Mercur uh, frequently tried to kill me. It was uh, understeer, understeer, and then snap oversteer, and you had to have really quick hands. So yeah, the BMW feels great by comparison. I love Mercurs. Don't get me wrong. I'm a big, big advocate for the Mercur, uh, you know, rally idea. But uh, and ours, ours, frankly, ours had been beat up so bad it may have had some, something, and we never could get it to align properly and everything else. So. I don't want to dig. I don't want to dig on uh, Mercurs, but the BMW for me has been uh, more appropriate for my driving style. I guess, yeah, I'll put it that way. As a fellow BMW person, I'm smiling ear to ear with the knowledge that I understand <laughs> what you're saying exactly. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yes. You probably have oh, a better yeah. a better understanding of it than I do. I mean, I know it in a practical sense, but mechanically, I'm frankly, I'm not exactly sure why. I just know it's better. Well. If you, yeah, talk to Calvin. I should get you two talking for sure. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, he'd he'd, uh, he'd probably be able to give me all kinds of cool tips and ideas for how to make that thing. Uh, yeah, although frankly, with, with what it just did for me this last event, I don't know if I want to change anything. Right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds anyway. like you don't, don't touch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, thinking back to the Mercure, I think I remember... Uh... I think it was two years ago, back when uh, Aaron Kaufman was running, uh, the guy from uh, Beard of Wonder Guy or whatever, uh, from that TV show, was out at Olympus. I think that's when you actually had a problem with that rear suspension on your car. Didn't their crew help you out? You had like a hunk of wood? Yeah. Yeah, they did. We sheared a shock mount off of one of the arms. Um, yeah, gosh, that was a heartbreak because we were... <laughs> we were doing really well at the time mm -hmm. and just ripping down the road and suddenly it, it uh, broke free. And we were able to limp it back. Yeah, we used we used wood, uh, jacked it up, put a block of wood in there, and then let it sit on the wood, and then just drove real carefully out, and then back to service. It was kind of the last little bit of that stage. So, yeah, they 
the whole team, it was pretty cool to see. They would, they, they got all around the car, jacked it up, did a bunch of welding, you know, got it all fixed up. We're like, so grateful. <clears throat> then we took it out and broke it again. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that against camaraderie, work, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, they're not it, even yeah, your but, team and they're helping nope. out. No, and then where, goodness sakes, where it broke, we were, that I think, I think it was Nawatsal, the second time it broke, and we were out, you know, came to a stop, jumped out of the car, at this point we know, we know, like, what to do, right, it's like, we got to find some, some appropriately sized piece of wood, and jam it in, you know, jack it up, jam it in there, we can, we can limp it, because, you know, even though we're, at this point, we're so done, it's not even funny, but it's rally, right, so you got to keep, you don't, you don't stop if you don't have to, you, you just, right. you keep on, press on regardless, right, so, but where we happened to coast to a stop, it was on the straight stretch and it was kind of this wide spot. And I swear, like out of, not out of the woods, they were beside the road. There had to have been like 30 people. It wasn't, they had just been camping out there to watch the event. They were all part of, um, and I feel bad, I can't remember what branch of the military, but this big group of uh, men and women out there. And uh, they all, like I said, I got to find a piece of wood. And they like, they all just disappeared into the woods. And they all came back with various pieces of wood. I'm like, you guys are awesome. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's just a weird rally is such a weird thing. It's just, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Those little little moments that just stick with you, little memories like that. Pretty fun, pretty cool. You know, we had so much good stuff from Dave that we decided to split this into two episodes, so this one doesn't go on forever. So we're going to end this one here, and we'll be back with part two with even more fun stories from Dave Clark, plus some other stories from the Olympus Rally that we wanted to share in an episode we'll release next week. Thank you for listening to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. And remember, if you like what we're doing here, please subscribe and give us a good rating on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. I'm your host, Mike Shaw, and one of the famous phrases from Colin McRae, of which it's 25 years since his 1995 WRC Championship title, we're here for a good time, not a long time. We hope you're all having a safe and happy Thanksgiving weekend. Mm-hmm.